Hi, this is What You Say in English, Season 3, Episode 35. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Episode 35 of What You Say in English the podcast in which I listen to you and give you my professional feedback. As always, this is your host, Frank. In today's episode, we're going to delve into the world of IELTS speaking tests. For those of you who aren't familiar, the IELTS, or International English Language Testing System, is a widely recognized English proficiency exam. The speaking component of the IELTS is assessed based on four criteria, fluency and coherence, lexical resource, grammatical range, inaccuracy, and pronunciation. Each of these criteria has its own set of assessment scales, which we'll be exploring in detail throughout this episode. Our guest for today is a dear friend and a former student of mine, Romelia. She's an avid language learner who recently passed the C1 advanced exam from Cambridge. I had the pleasure of showing her around Madrid when she visited, and we spent a delightful day exploring the city. Recently, Romelia reached out to me for a one-to-one -one speaking assessment session. Given her needs, we decided that an IELTS speaking test would be the best fit, as opposed to the paired format of the Cambridge exams. In this episode, you'll first get to listen to Romelia's entire speaking test without any interruptions. Following that, I'll provide my assessment based on the IELTS speaking criteria. Romelia has a knack for using some fantastic expressions in her speech, and I believe you'll find them quite useful to incorporate into your own English speaking skills. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into the fascinating journey of language learning with Romelia's IELTS speaking test. Stay tuned. Good morning. Good morning. May I have your name, please? Yes, sure. My uh, first name is Romelia. My uh, surname is Nagu. Please refer to me as Romelia. Thank you. And what can you tell me about yourself, Romelia? Well, I have... Uh, I'm in my early 40s. I, I love uh, learning English. It's one of my uh, passions love uh, learning new languages, and I think I have a flair for this kind of thing. Now we're going to be talking about people you study or work with. Who do you spend most time working with? Uh, obviously with my uh, workmates, because uh, I found usually myself in the situation of um, uh, having to uh, collaborate with them at different projects. And uh, as well with my, uh, my nearest and dearest, because uh, this is the, the, way, the, the curse of life <laughs> you have to spend time with. What kinds of things do you work on with other people? 
I would say that both uh, professional and uh, personal uh, things, varying from a uh, uh, project uh, on my workplace when I have to uh, to join forces with my uh, colleagues in order to to come to fruition a specific uh, uh, assignment, uh, to uh, a surprise party, for example. Is it important to like the people you work with? Uh, definitely, because uh, when you, you, I don't know, uh, you have a nice uh, relationship with uh, with a person when you you feel comfortable uh, uh, around them, then you are prone to uh, to be creative. To to give uh, to create something remarkable. Now let's talk about summer. Is summer your favorite time of the year? Oh no, definitely no. Because uh, I I I simply love staying in um, in the heat, and uh, I am uh, as well. I'm um, well aware of the effect, uh, uh, negative effect. On the sun and uh, their impact on the, our health in the summer, and uh, I try as much as possible to avoid exposure to the sun. And also, uh, uh, the heat just, uh, has a powerful effect on my uh, my mood. What do you do in the summer when the weather is very hot? Uh, probably my uh, activity of choice is is some. Um, I don't know, uh, in, in indoor activity, like uh, reading. I'm a, I'm an avid reader or uh, watching my favorite series or simply having a, a get-together with my friends at a nice restaurant, something like this. Do you go on holiday every summer? Oh, very much so, <laughs> especially in the aftermath of the, the pandemic. Uh, I uh, I felt uh, I had a sense of frustration thinking of uh, <laughs> of the quality time uh, spent uh, away <laughs> I I've missed and uh, I I try I do my best to to make up for this and uh, <laughs> and travel as much as possible <laughs> I would say I'm a globetrotter now. <laughs> Did you enjoy the summer holidays when you were at school? Yeah, uh, this uh, evoked me quite a sense of, uh, sense of nostalgia because I used to spend my uh, my uh, my free time during summers uh, at my uh, grandparents' house in the countryside, enjoying this bucolic uh, landscape uh, and so on, which is a is a memory I cherish. For life. Now let's talk about fast food. What kinds of fast food have you tried? Mm, unfortunately, I have to say that uh, due to this consumerism society, I found myself in a situation of trying basically everything in terms of fast food from McDonald's to, to other no-name brands. But uh, I have to admit that every time, uh, um, beyond this uh, sense of uh, uh, that I like on the moment, in the first moment, the product, 
uh, I was disappointed on long term on the effect on the health and the, the way I felt. Do you ever use a microwave to cook food quickly? No, I uh, am completely against using the microwaves. Being a biochemist with a degree in, uh, in this field, I'm well aware of the, the effect that uh, microwaves has uh, on, uh, on our um, health, and uh, I, I avoid. How popular are fast food restaurants where you live? Even if uh, the awareness has, uh, uh, has increased uh, in the last decade, even in uh, middle countries in terms of development like mine, uh, I, uh, I still uh, believe that uh, people have to, to benefit from uh, education in this, uh, in this field to be even more conscious that it's not good to use fast food and still, still more room for, for improvement. Now let's talk about flowers and plants. Do you have a favorite flower or plant? Uh, probably my favorite flower is a cactus because I, uh, I'm in love with, uh, with this, uh, big, uh, difference between the, the aspect, uh, this harsh appearance and, uh, uh, at, at first glance and his delicacy when they bloom. Yeah. <laughs> Is it important to you to have flowers and plants in your home? Uh, it's definitely of paramount importance, both for the the health, because uh, they uh, they basically improve the the atmosphere there you breathe by photosynthesis, which is a well known phenomenon in uh, in plants world, natural world, and but as well on the the mental state. Because uh, when you look at the, uh, a nice plant, definitely will give you uh, a better frame of mind. And you will feel uh, relieved of stress, maybe. It can help. Have you ever bought flowers for someone else? Uh, in, uh, in my, uh, yeah, in the, uh, the place where I live, I, uh, it's a habit. It's habitually to offer flowers uh, on different events, from uh, birthdays to weddings. So yeah, I've made a. I'm, every time I visit somebody, for example, I made a point of uh, buying uh, a nice, uh, a nice bunch of flowers to impress the the host. Now, in this part, you will have to talk about a topic for one to two minutes. You will have one minute to think about what you're going to say, and you can also make notes to help you if you wish. This is your card. Remember that you have one minute to look at the card and make some notes, and when it's time to start, I will tell you when to start. Okay?
Remember, you have one to two minutes to speak about this. And don't mind if I interrupt you. Would you like to start now? Okay. Uh, I'm going to talk about a well-crafted review, which impressed me. I found it, uh, um, obviously, on um, an interesting website related to the products uh, on the same uh, sector, uh, namely fragrances. And uh, with this occasion, uh, I uh, was able to, to actually discover my, uh, my signature uh, perfume. And uh, uh, basically, I could say it made my day. Uh, that girl uh, has a, a way uh, of uh, writing that could, uh, could pick interest from the very beginning to any, uh, any reader because uh, she clearly um, was uh, speaking from a genuine place and uh, it was uh, clear that uh, that she uh, felt that uh, that perfume uh, i don't know like being a part of her uh, her being not only a perfume she wears that perfume defines her and uh, was uh, an association in that review with um, uh, a girl staying in Manhattan with a smoky aroma. And that uh, created in my mind uh, the, the idea that I'm, I'm here. I'm right, right here knowing that uh, that character in a bar or a, I don't know the last floor on the skyscraper in New York on a smoky black jacket, wearing that perfume. And uh, it goes, uh, uh, went without saying that I, I immediately purchased that, uh, the perfume, even if uh, I wasn't sure that uh, it's going to be my cup of tea. But I was so, uh, the result was that I, I actually was very happy with my perfume. <laughs> and have you ever paid for anything despite its bad reviews? Uh, Sometimes, yes, because uh, I don't know when I am uh, in two minds about uh, a product, if I am to, to buy it or no, uh, I uh, always double check, ask another people, and even uh, go to a physical store, trying myself the product and how uh, it uh, suits me. So it's not uh, uh, the review is not the the only factor I consider when I make the final decision. Do you trust more what friends or family tell you about the products, or do you prefer to read more professional reviews? To be honest, uh, uh, of course I'm human, and uh, we uh, human I are inclined to. Um, I don't know to, so to speak, to think emotionally and being influenced by uh, somebody we we care we care for tell us. But I try to uh, to stay away from this and listen to specialists who are more uh, I don't know uh, suitable to to express uh, uh, 
a clear opinion, a, a professional opinion. Now I would like to expand with some discussion topics related to this. What kinds of things do people write online reviews about in your country? First and foremost, uh, I think that uh, due to the fact that technology has uh, has been taking over more and more uh, nowadays, uh, they uh, uh, I don't know tackle the most uh, uh, electronic devices from modern mobile phone to smart TVs, uh, but. Uh, uh, I wouldn't neglect uh, the amount of review related to clothes, uh, shoes maybe, especially when it comes to, to girls. And do you think that online reviews are good for both shoppers and companies? Mm, in my view, uh, could be a review could be a double-edged sword. Sometimes could uh, offer you the right information and uh, be really... Uh, a nice, uh, a useful tool when you decide what uh, what product to to purchase. But on the other hand, could mislead you and make you take the, the wrong choice. <laughs> yeah. And what do you think it might be like to work in a customer service job? Ooh, to be honest, uh, wouldn't be at all uh, my uh, my cup of tea. Because you you have to to deal with different personalities, different kind of people, and to to keep everyone uh, happy, and this is simply not possible every time. So uh, you have to 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 possess uh, a great deal of soft skills in order to to have the ability to juggle all these kind of uh, activities. Do you agree that customers are more likely to complain nowadays? Probably yes, because uh, we uh, face more and more the globalization. We are uh, spoiled for choices in terms of uh, products. And then uh, every client uh, uh, thinks they are the center of the world and they <laughs> feel entitled to, to, to behave <laughs> how they want. Uh, without considering uh, every time the 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 effect they they can have on the the salesperson or the the company they uh, they review yeah how important is it for companies to take all customer complaints seriously first of all from a, a moral uh, compass I think it's important, it's paramount to consider this because uh, the first point uh, they should make is uh, keeping the client uh, happy. But uh, I uh, wouldn't neglect uh, the financial aspect because uh, when uh, the word of mouth uh, function, this client will recommend and uh, in this way you will... Uh, you will make a healthy profit in long term. Well, thank you very much. This is the end of the test. Thank you.
Let's start my assessment with the first criterion, fluency and coherence. This criterion refers to the ability to talk with normal levels of continuity, rate, and effort, and to link ideas and language together to form coherent, connected speech. The key indicators of fluency are speech rate and speech continuity. The key indicators of coherence are logical sequencing of sentences, clear marking of stages in a discussion, narration or argument, and the use of cohesive devices, for example, connectors, pronouns, and conjunctions within and between sentences. Romelia's performance in the IELTS speaking test demonstrated a commendable level of fluency and coherence. Throughout the test, she was able to speak at length about various topics ranging from personal interests to her views on online reviews and fast food. Her responses were generally coherent and well-developed, showing a good understanding of the questions and the ability to provide detailed answers. In part one of the exam, Romelia spoke about herself and her interests with ease. She used a range of connectives and discourse markers with some flexibility, which is a characteristic of band seven. For instance, when asked about herself, she responded, Well, I have, uh, I'm in my early 40s. I, I love uh, learning English. It's one of my uh, passions. Love uh, learning new languages. And I think I have a flair for this kind of thing. In part two, Romelia was able to develop a topic fully and appropriately, speaking about a review she read. She spoke fluently with only occasional repetition or self-correction, which aligns with the band eight criteria. For example, she said, I'm going to talk about a well-practiced review, which impressed me. I found it, uh, um, obviously, on um, an interesting website related to the products uh, on the same uh, sector, uh, namely fragrances. And uh, with this occasion, uh, I uh, was able to, to actually discover my, uh, my signature uh, perfume. And uh, uh, basically, I could say it made my day. In part three, Romelia discussed her views on online reviews. She spoke at length and developed the topic coherently and appropriately. She spoke fluently with only occasional repetition or self-correction, which aligns with the band eight criteria. However, there were some instances of language-related hesitation, which aligns with the band seven criteria. For example, she said, In my view, uh, could be a review could be a double-edged sword. Sometimes could uh, offer you the right information and uh, be really uh, a nice, uh, a useful tool when you decide what uh, what product to, to purchase. But on the other hand, could mislead you and make you think of the wrong choice. <laughs> yeah. However, it's worth noting that Romelia's speech was marked by frequent use of fillers, such as... Uh, nowadays, uh, they... Uh, uh, I don't know what... These fillers, while natural in spoken language, were used quite frequently, indicating some level of hesitation and self-correction. This is a characteristic of band six. Taking all these factors into account, Romelia's performance on fluency and coherence can be tentatively assessed as band seven. She demonstrated the ability to speak at length without noticeable effort or loss of coherence and used a range of connectives and discourse markers with some flexibility. However, the frequent use of fillers and instances of self-correction suggest some language-related hesitation. 
which is why a band 7 score rather than a higher one is suggested. Moving on with the assessment, let's cover lexical resource. This criterion refers to the range of vocabulary the candidate can use and the precision with which meanings and attitudes can be expressed. The key indicators are the variety of words used, the adequacy and appropriacy of the words used, and the ability to circumlocute, which is the fancy term we use when we get around a vocabulary gap by using other words, with or without noticeable hesitation. Romelia's performance here demonstrated a strong command of lexical resources. Throughout the test, she was able to use a wide range of vocabulary and idiomatic language which allowed her to express complex ideas and avoid repetition. In part one of the exam, Romelia spoke about herself and her interests using a variety of words and phrases. For instance, when asked about herself, she responded that she had a flair for languages. Listen. Love uh, learning new languages, and I think I have a flair for this kind of thing. This response shows a good range of vocabulary and the correct use of idiomatic language. In part two, Romelia was able to develop a topic fully and appropriately, speaking about a review she read. She used a wide range of vocabulary and idiomatic language, such as well-crafted review, signature perfume, and made my day. These phrases show a good understanding of collocations and idiomatic language. In part three, Romelia discussed her views on online reviews. She used a wide range of vocabulary and idiomatic language, such as double-edged sword, right information, and wrong choice. These phrases show a good understanding of collocations and idiomatic language. However, it's worth noting that there were a few instances where Romelia made minor errors in her vocabulary use. For example, she used the phrase, Because this is the... The, way, the, the curse of life, <laughs> you have to spend time with. Where the correct phrase would be, the way of life you have to spend time with. However, these errors are relatively infrequent and do not significantly hinder understanding. In conclusion, Romelia demonstrates a strong lexical resource in her IELTS speaking test. She uses a wide range of vocabulary, generally uses vocabulary accurately, and demonstrates a good understanding of collocations and idiomatic language. There are a few minor errors, but these do not significantly impact on the overall quality of her lexical resource. Considering all these factors, Romelia's performance on lexical resource can be tentatively assessed as band 8. She uses a wide range of vocabulary with very little repetition, uses vocabulary resources flexibly to discuss a variety of topics, and uses idiomatic language naturally and accurately. Now it's my turn to speak about grammatical range and accuracy. This criterion refers to the range and the accurate and appropriate use of the candidate's grammatical resource. The key indicators of grammatical range are the length and complexity of the spoken sentences, the appropriate use of subordinate clauses, and the range of sentence structures, especially to move elements around for information focus. The key indicators of grammatical accuracy are the number of grammatical errors in a given amount of speech, and the communicative effect of error. In terms of grammatical range and accuracy, I can't say much about Romelia's performance because, quite frankly, it is generally good, but there are a few areas where she could improve. She uses a variety of grammatical structures and demonstrates a good understanding of English grammar. However, she occasionally makes minor errors, such as the incorrect use of prepositions and articles. For example, she says this, I found usually myself in the situation of um, uh, having to uh, collaborate with them at different projects. 
And the problem was the preposition before the word projects. We say work on projects, not at. Romelia also tends to overuse filler words, which can disrupt the flow of her speech and make her responses seem less confident and fluent. I know this part of the first criterion I described, but keep in mind that these criteria have a knock-on effect on each other. If you have problems with one criterion, you'll most probably struggle in other parts of the exam. Despite these minor issues, her grammatical range and accuracy are still quite good overall. If I were to give a tentative mark, I would say it's around 7 out of 9, considering the IELTS band descriptors for grammatical range and accuracy. Now let's cover the last criterion, pronunciation. This criterion refers to the ability to produce comprehensible speech to fulfill the speaking test requirements. The key indicators will be the amount of strain caused to the listener, the amount of the speech which is unintelligible, and the noticeability of L1 influence. If you must know, when we say L1, we refer to your first language. Romelia's performance in the IELTS speaking test demonstrated a good command of English pronunciation. However, there were a few areas where she could improve. Throughout the test, Romelia was able to articulate her words clearly and used intonation effectively to convey meaning. For example, in her introduction, she says this. Yes, sure. My uh, first name is Romelia. My uh, surname is Nagu. Please refer to me as Romelia. You may have noticed the intonation pattern she uses with an upward rise in pitch to indicate that she's not finished and a downward pitch indicating when she finished the sentence. This use of intonation helps to convey her meaning more effectively. However, there is an overall tendency to overuse the rising intonation, especially mid-sentence. This may make her sound a bit insecure and affect overall communication. However, there were a few instances where Romelia made errors in her pronunciation. For example, she pronounced consumerist as Consumerism society Consumerism Consumerism. Instead of the correct pronunciation, which is consumerist. She also mispronounced thinking as sinking, and suits and suitable as sweets and sweetable. These errors could potentially hinder understanding. The word photosynthesis had a problem with stress, as she stressed the fourth syllable instead of the third. Take a listen. Photosynthesis. Additionally, Romelia demonstrated a consistent issue with the pronunciation of the voiceless th sound, which she often pronounced as a t or as an s sound, and the voice th sound, which she often pronounced as a d sound. This is a common issue among non-native English speakers and is something that Romelia could work on to improve her pronunciation. In conclusion, while Romelia demonstrates a good level of proficiency in English pronunciation, there are a few areas where she could improve. Her ability to articulate her words clearly and use intonation effectively contributes to her overall performance in the test. However, her occasional pronunciation errors and issues with the th sound could potentially hinder understanding. Considering these factors, a tentative band score for Romelia's pronunciation could be a 6.5. She can produce clear speech, uses intonation to help convey meaning, and shows a relatively wide range of pronunciation features. However, her pronunciation errors and issues with the TH sound could occasionally cause some comprehension problems.
To finish off this episode, let me offer you a summary of Romelia's performance, which I believe was commendable. She demonstrated a good command of English across all four assessment criteria. For fluency and coherence, Romelia was able to speak at length without noticeable effort or loss of coherence. She used a range of connectives and discourse markers with flexibility. However, she occasionally overused filler words, which can disrupt the flow of her speech and make her responses seem less confident and fluent. Tentative band score 7.5. In lexical resource, she demonstrated a wide range of vocabulary and idiomatic language, which allowed her to express complex ideas and avoid repetition. However, she made a few minor errors in her vocabulary use. Tentative band score, 7. In grammatical range and accuracy, Romelia used a variety of grammatical structures and demonstrated a good understanding of English grammar. However, she occasionally made minor errors, such as the incorrect use of prepositions and articles. Tentative band score, 7. For pronunciation, Romelia was able to articulate her words clearly and used intonation effectively to convey meaning. However, she made a few pronunciation errors and had consistent issues with the pronunciation of the TH sound. Tentative band score, 6.5. So, based on the above assessment, Romelia's overall band score would be approximately 7. This is a strong score, indicating a good command of English. However, there are a few areas where Romelia could improve. Take note of this because these tips can also help you improve. For fluency and coherence, Romelia should work on reducing her use of filler words. Practicing speaking on a variety of topics can help improve fluency and reduce reliance on filler words. I can't say much on Romelia's lexical resource except that she should continue to expand her vocabulary and pay attention to the correct usage of phrases and idiomatic language. Reading widely and noting down unfamiliar words and phrases can be helpful. For grammatical range and accuracy, Romelia could focus on improving her accuracy in the use of prepositions and articles. In grammar exercises, and getting feedback from a teacher or language exchange partner can be beneficial. Now, in pronunciation, Romelia should work on her pronunciation of the TH sound. Listening to native English speakers and practicing the TH sound can help improve her pronunciation. Proprioception, or the sense of the relative position of one's own parts of the body, and strength of effort being employed in movement can indeed be a powerful tool in improving pronunciation. So, here's a plan that Romelia can follow to incorporate proprioception into their self-improvement of pronunciation. First, awareness. The first step is to become aware of the different parts of the mouth. Lips, teeth, tongue, palate, throat, and how they move when producing different sounds. This can be done by standing in front of a mirror and observing oneself while speaking, or by simply closing one's eyes and focusing on the sensations in the mouth while talking. Second, experimentation. Once the student is aware of the movements in their mouth, they can start experimenting with different sounds. For example, they can try to pronounce the TH sound and pay attention to where the tongue is, which should be between the teeth. Or they can try to pronounce the R sound and notice how the tongue curls back. The student can also play around with intonation and stress noticing how the pitch of the voice changes. Third, recording and playback. She can record herself speaking and then listen to the playback. This will help her notice any discrepancies between how she thinks she sounds and how she actually sounds. She can then try to adjust her pronunciation accordingly. 
using her proprioceptive awareness. Fourth, practice with minimal pairs. Minimal pairs are pairs of words that differ by only one sound, like fit and bit or bat and bad. Practicing with minimal pairs can help the student become more aware of the subtle differences in mouth position and movement for different sounds. Fifth, tongue twisters. Tongue twisters are a fun way to practice pronunciation and improve proprioceptive awareness. The student can start slow and gradually increase the speed as they become more comfortable. Sixth, feedback. It can be very helpful to get feedback from another proficient speaker of English. They can correct any mistakes and give advice on how to improve. Finally, consistent practice. Like any skill, improving pronunciation takes time and consistent practice. The student should set aside some time each day to practice their pronunciation using the techniques above. By incorporating proprioception into their pronunciation practice, the student can become more aware of how they are producing sounds and make necessary adjustments to improve their pronunciation. So, this is all for today's episode. Thank you, Romelia. You're such a good sport. My visit to your country is still in my plans. Rest assured that we'll have a great time. And for all of you, thank you for joining me as you do every week. Remember that I'm always here to give you feedback on your speaking skills. So, until next week, bye-bye.